This episode of The Fakest is brought to you by The Fakest. You can get some pretty sick fakest swag at store.thefakest.com. If you make a prequel to a sequel, what is it exactly? Nobody knows, but we'll speculate about it for 45 minutes. Coming up. I'm Brent Arnold, here to tell you how one Marvel fan is saving herself for Thanos. We'll expose a new millennial trend in just a moment. Plus, Tim Monet is bringing his late-night confessional booth from the fakest after dark into the family hour. Cover the kids' ears, because we're playing your first-time confessions. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest, and it starts now. Good evening. I'm Paul Defoe. And I'm Leanne Snyder. Paul, are you ready to talk to your daddy? Janitor Jim? What the heck are you waiting for? Call your grits. The music hasn't even finished playing yet. Jeez. The Fakest Faithful Facebook fan page is going crazy with speculation about this. They're so engaged with each other, they aren't even watching the show. I don't even know Janitor Jim. What do we even talk about? If I learned anything as a Southern beauty queen, is that the best way to figure out what to say is to start talking. If I post about this over on the Fakest Faithful Facebook fan page, you're going to get like 5,000 viewers. Easy. They're going bananas in there. Come on. We need all the viewers we can get. Well, every little bit helps. Let's do a couple stories to give them time to filter into the live stream and then ratings bonanza, hopefully. You heard him, Fakest Faithful. First up. Fakest reporter Brent Arnold talks to a woman stopping young people from trying something before they're ready. Brent? Angelica Goody, a 25-year-old brunette nerd from Houston, Texas, beat out 4,000 other Marvel fans in America's Next Mary Marvel, a recent reality show contest produced by the House Mouse for the Alphabet Network. I love all this fucking variety lingo. And now our new Mary Marvel Merching Society Marvel Master, Angelica Goody! Come up here, Angelica, so we can reveal your secret Marvelific prize. The secret Marvelific prize? An advanced screening of the IP extravaganza Avengers Endgame, months before it would hit the theaters. A prize that any Marvel junkie should have chipped their chops over. So, what do you think of your Marvelific prize, Angelica? Thanks. I hate it. I recently sat down with Angelica, who told me what happened in the moments after America's next Mary Marvel went off the air. They came up to me and they were like, mad. Told me I'd ruined the whole thing. And what were you so confused about? I didn't want to break my pledge. When I was 18, I made a commitment. To keep myself pure and never see a Marvel movie unless I'd seen all the movies and tie-ins leading up to it, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so you're one of those. Yeah, I have a purity gauntlet. Purity gauntlets. For the lucky ones who haven't heard them mentioned in PTA meetings, are a fad with its roots tied to the 2012 beat-em-up action comedy, The Avengers. Humans, they're not the cowering wretches we were promised. Because several Marvel movie fans are also comic book nerds, word quickly got out that Thanos would collect gems for his Infinity Gauntlet over the course of nearly 20 other films, each with their own Lunchables. Angela, along with other members of her Marvel fan club, took a solemn oath. 
Believing that Thanos waits, I make a commitment to Stanley, myself, Kevin Feige, those I date, those I refuse to date, and those I maintain an uneasy friendship with, to only watch the Marvel films and advertisements in release order, to keep myself commercially pure until the day of each film's release. Angelica's pledge not to see Endgame early, and especially not before seeing Captain Marvel, sent shockwaves through Marvel fandom, a suspicious 99.87% of Earth's total population. She's crazy, man. Like, if I could just strap Kevin Feige to a chair and make him tell me his plans up through Phase 11, I'd do it. Wouldn't you? Everybody involved with Captain Marvel says you don't need to see it to appreciate her cameo in Endgame. What the fuck is she waiting for? See that? Dude, that's just sad. Marvel has a great plan for all of us. Who are we to question Marvel? Who are we to put on our own carnal needs before the wisdom of the Marvel Brain Trust? I feel like Faggy opened the door for me to be on that reality show. I feel like Faggy knew that I could take this on and spread a purity movement to a wider audience of Marvel fans. I know that I've been criticized and people can make fun of it, but I think maybe Faggy knew that I, at the end of the day, I'd have an audience of people who could go out and show you can still be cool and sexy, but still hold to your purity gauntlet. It's a constant reminder. So you've seen results. Your solemn if silly message is getting out there? Oh yes, yes it is. I, I saw the hand of Faggy the night of the broadcast. They were taking me back to the wardrobe and this little girl who was like 12 years old broke through security and she just came up to me with tears in her face and she said, I just want to let you know that I'm waiting to see Endgame until after I see Captain Marvel. I'm scared to tell my friends because they wanted a Miss Marvel movie with Kamala Khan in and they'll get mad at me. That broke my heart. She was like 12. Nobody should have to feel ashamed for watching the greatest superhero franchise of all time in the order that they intended for us. If Angelica has her way, nobody will feel ashamed of their purity promise again. I just think it's an awesome testimony to be able to steer clear of spoilers. And on the day you can buy your ticket, you can beam with pride, knowing you're going in unspoiled. I truly believe that through waiting and preserving the surprises and one-liners for the theater as Faggy intended, Marvel will bless us with more fantastic films. For more information or to post fake spoilers in the comments, visit the Purity Gauntlet Pledge website at savingmyselfformarvel.org. For the fakest, I'm Brent Arnold, and where the fuck is Miami? No, seriously, where is it? Dan Rather? More like Dan Rather be listening to Brent fucking Arnold. Are you freaking kidding me? Where's Miami? Thanks, Brent. Next, Tim Monet is back with a new rotating segment. first time. You know, that reminds me of my first time. Nah, I'll save it for sweeps. First times. Last night, we set up a booth on High Street in the party district to get some of your first time confessions. 
Thing. I'm, I'm, I'm drunk, and I'm Rod freaking Johnson. Rod Johnson! You might have seen me on that live stream a few years back I did for, um, uh, for Loco. Loco. I'm officially the only guy who's ever skydived from space. Ooh, freaking space skydiver! They paid off that Elon Musk guy, or maybe it was one of his Musk bots to fly me into space so I could prove once again and for all that somebody could survive any collision on Four Loco. It was so weak. Mm-hmm. It's sweet because he survived. survived. First times. Yeah, I remember my first time. You know, when I grew up, I always grew up very straight. You know, I never did drugs, never did anything bad, never even had sugar or caffeine or anything like that, you know. And then one time, you know, I just decided, hey, why not just have some coffee, you know. Why not? It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to change anything about you. You're going to be the same. It's nothing. And you know what? I did. Nothing ever happened. You know, I'm still the same guy. You know, I'm just a normal guy. I'm a man of few words. You know, I just stay in my little place. You know, I'm a happy guy. You know, I spend my happiness around me. You know, I'm, but I'm not shy. I'm not a thing like that. You know, I mean, I, I like to get out and have things, you know. I mean, other than that, all my routines are, are normal. I mean, I sleep like two hours a day, but, you know, I get a lot done, you know. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm not addicted or anything like that. I don't have a problem, you know. I can go back to decaf like any time. It's no big deal. I don't seek it out or anything like that, you know. It's just, it comes and goes. That's just how it is. You have any coffee? First times. Once, when I was in college, never knowing the touch of a man, this pizza guy comes up to me and he does it. Man, that is too hot. Too hot. First times. Of Tim O'Neill's My First Time. Want to tell us about your first time? Visit our booth outside of selected bars throughout somewhere west of New York City after last call. If you don't see us, we're probably too drunk to make a recording on a national broadcast anyway. For the Vegas, I'm Tim O'Neill. Thanks, Tim. That was pretty groovy. Now, it's time for a flow-disrupting commercial break. Come back in a minute for a fakest exclusive expose on that red cloud that shut down the city a while back. Remember that thing? Sure you do. We'll be right back.
Do you fear the world's ending? Rent-a-kid! Red gas clouds impending? Rent-a-kid! Surviving on crumbs? Rent-a-kid! Our kids bring you guns. Ha-ha! <laughs> Wait, what? Rent-a-kid! Hi, I'm Deborah Dawnstar, new owner and CEO of Rent-a-kid. We all remember the mysterious blood-red cloud that trapped us in our homes. The fakest would have you believe the cloud was contained. But something still smells pretty apocalyptic out there to me. That's why you need Rent-A-Kid's award-winning apocalypse gear delivery service. Our team of blacksmiths, scientists, professional coders, Amateur coders, designers, and ex-army commandos build high-quality weapons in our secret underground facility deep below KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City. Then, our certified task kitties deliver these weapons right to your door in two hours or less. It's the flipping apocalypse, Holmes! And you can be sure the enemy is going to have cybernetic enhancements! why our task kitties are AWS certified to weld your weapon to any limb you want. Ask about our laser eye special with nanobot implants. There's a storm rolling in and you need to protect your family like a good mama bear. Visit us today at rentakit.ch slash apocalypse gear and keep watching the fakest. We can't wait to show you what we've been planning. <laughs> The Fakest is still unaware that Rent-A-Kid is a sponsor. Don't you dare tell them. Not now, when we're so close to starting Operation Devastation. Don't breathe a damn word. Do you hear me? If you do, you're next. Yeah, we'll send Rent-A-Kid after you. Rent-A-Kid! <laughs> what do you think about that, huh? Warning, preparing for potential apocalypse is banned in Germany and Akron, Ohio. Leanne. I have some exciting news for both you and the Fakest faithful out there. Oh, I love exciting news. It helps my anxiety at first. Well, we're super excited to welcome back a member of the Fakus family who hasn't appeared on our air in way too long. Do you mean... That's right, Leanne. Former, now current, investigative reporter Ella Fitzpatrick is back, baby! This shithole looks even worse than I remember it. Ella, it's great to have your unique perspective back. Come over here and sit down for a second. Let's chat before we tee up your story. Fine. Whatever. Ella, the last I knew, you were about to go to court on terrorism charges on account of you holding Paul at gunpoint. What happened? Paul sent down some really good lawyers and some really big, threatening-looking guys. Between some legal loopholes, a few well-placed bribes, and a bomb threat or something... The judge realized that I didn't do anything wrong when I shoved a gun up. Well, we're glad to have you back, Ella. Thanks, Paul. Tonight, we're shining a light on the big red cloud that shut down the city. What was it made of? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Who benefits? I went digging for answers and uncovered a web of conspiracy more tangled than a plate of spaghetti mixed with a pile of yarn. They tell us it's contained, 
But the latest readings from the Watch Me surveillance system database shows some disturbing trends. Lead researcher Dr. Handlebar Van Dyke is troubled by his latest findings. You'll see on our chart here this series of gray dots over the downtown area. All clear, right? But if you look closer, you'll, you'll see some pink dots mixed in. Those are red cloud particles. What are these particles made of? And what can they do to ordinary humans like you? And like me? Great question. We have no freaking clue, man. We did see an interesting reaction the other day, though. Intriguing. What sort of reaction? Great question. Well, one of our interns brought in a bag of McUltras from McDonald's, but left it next to our tank of red cloud particles. As we entered the room, we heard this bizarre popping sound like sparklers sparkling on the 4th of July. Those little sparks lit up the air between the bag of McUltras and the cloud chamber. We suspected this might be a... reaction. What sort of a reaction? Great question. We weren't sure, so we fed a rat at McUltra. Then we tossed it into the particle tank to see what would happen. What happened? Great question. The rat twisted around on the floor for a few minutes. Then he seemed fine. We pulled him out and put him back in his cage, but he refused to eat. He passed away within a few days, and so we tried it again. Same thing. We decided to try it again, and that rat almost died too, but our intern put a McFlurry from McDonald's next to the rat's cage. It turned out, after certain chemicals in the gas mixed with a nearly indestructible tapeworm in the McUltra hamburgers, the rats could no longer ingest any food that wasn't from McDonald's. Do you see that as a problem? What a horrible question. Of course it's a problem. Dick. Thanks to Dr. Handlebar Van Dyke, we know that the red cloud particles only do one thing, and that one thing benefits McDonald's. We drove to their campus at Lupertino, California, but were chased away by an army of fry guys. We thought we'd hit a block in our investigation until we got an anonymous call from a concerned viewer. Hey, this is a member of the fake is faithful. You know that red cloud that happened? The day it happened, I was playing with one of those wacky, packy stress ball things. I have a whole collection. Anyways, I was playing with uh, my Henry Kissinger Watergate collection wacky pack when it started beeping. I dropped it, kicked it under the couch. Pretty soon there was this red gas pouring out of it. Then I looked out the window and it was everywhere. We packed up the news van and traveled to Wacky Packy headquarters in Pueblo, Colorado, only to find a P.O. box, which the USPS refused to let us open. Get out! Then another lead. Hey, this is Chuck Buck. Uh, I mean, the anonymous caller who told you about the Wacky Packies. Uh, were you still running those commercials from that Deborah Dawnstar character? I heard her talking about some filth about some renting their kids or something. Dawnstar. It's, it's just, just like, like magic. Deborah Dawnstar. Born Deborah Dawkins before changing her name to increase her income from the Dawnstar Central Spray multi-level marketing scam. It was a name I knew well. But how could she be advertising on the fakest? I went to Paul for answers. Paul. What is it, Ella? I have to get this action plan ready for Bertram KCOM. Are you still selling ad space to Deborah Dawnstar, that negligent mother we reported on last year? Hell if I know. 
That stuff is all automated and micro-targeted based on viewer search histories by the producer computer these days. Something like that. I don't know, they explained it to me and I, I really didn't get it. Deborah Dawnstar may have served her time, but why is she still running ads on the fakest? What does she have to gain? Did she use her wacky-packy products to unleash the red cloud? Yeah, I can take it. And how is McDonald's involved? McDonald's is the place to be. <laughs> the Fakest is going to continue our investigation to get you, our viewers, real answers, and for us, real Emmys. Look for an update to the story soon. Thanks, Ella. Very intriguing. Almost feels like a big plot point. Something to pay attention to. Warning, warning. Undercover deployment in danger. Prepare Operation Devastation. Operation Devastation? That sounds pretty ominous. Almost like it's the climax of an epic. It's probably just a system update, Paul. Chill the fuck out. Maybe we should have somebody look at that producer computer. Something has seemed off about that thing ever since the day- Oh, shut the hell up, new girl. Nobody asked you. Let the real journalists handle this one. Just read your prompter if you think you can handle that one simple task. Why? What have you heard? I heard you keep failing upward. Man, Ella, you are mean. Comes with the job, kid. Okay, Paul. Talk to Janitor Jim. Okay, sure. No problem. Producer Computer, now! Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news out of downtown New Orleans where, uh, Grandma is demanding President Jimmy Carter fly a kite into the sun to save her marriage. What the heck are you talking about, Paul? And what are those cards you're flipping through? Oh, these? Oh, these are nothing. Just some silly game I picked up at the fakest gift shop. They were right next to the Sudafed. Well, all right. I use them sometimes to help inspire our stories. Paul, enough of this delaying bullpucky. Leanne, language. Paul, you can't keep putting this off. Janitor Jim is old. Some days he looks like he's a little dead already. Fine, fine, I'll do it, but I don't wanna. Come on, robotic camera, let's go find my dad. Okay, folks, while we wait for Paul to get to the janitor's office in the basement, it's a good time to shout out Kayla on the Fakest Faithful Facebook fan page who, based on the images she posts, has started using Microsoft Paint recently. Keep going with it, Kayla. We're sure you'll get better. Leanne, Leanne, I'm in position. Okay, folks. Now to the basement of KCOM Studio, where after something five years, Janitor Jim and Paul Defoe will share their first conversation as father and son. Thanks, Leanne. Okay, here goes. It's open. Who is it? Hi, 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 Janitor Jim. How you doing? I, I haven't been down to your place before. It's very, very dirty in here for a janitor. You don't usually wander down here. Look, what I do here in in the privacy of my own room is my own business. You know, if I want to put on ladies' oh, garments oh, and, and oh, after oh, dark. Hey, hey, bro, bro, bro. Whatever you got to do to make yourself happy, that's fine. I, I, I know your secret, Janitor Jim. 
The one involving me. Oh, I knew I should have taken that almond joy off your desk. I'm sorry, Polly. The dollar store still hasn't opened since the red cloud rolled out, so I haven't been able to do my grocery shopping. You buy food from the dollar store? Oh, yeah. They always have great deals on 3D Doritos and Dunkaroos. I, I, I've been trying to figure out a good way to say this, and I, 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 you know what? I'm just going to blurt it out, okay? Janitor Jim, I know you're my dad. Oh? Yeah. So, so what? Ah, I don't know. I kind of burned up all my energy with that big reveal. You got the job here to check up on me, right? Why didn't you say anything to me? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I was jealous. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm committed to being your daddy. But I, I guess I, I just didn't want to put that burden on you, you know? Finding out I'd abandoned you. What, what if you thought I was just after your money or something? I... I'm a beatnik at heart. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to handle that kind of confrontation. I look at what's happening right now. You're you're so salty. I, I need to check my blood pressure. You're damn right. I'm salty. You you could have saved me decades of misery in that rich man's house with all of the caviar everywhere and the privileged upbringing. You could have saved me all of that if you had just showed your damn face and told me you were my father. So you can react like you're acting right now? I mean, you're kind of an asshole. Well, I, I think in this situation, I kind of deserve to be. Not, not surprised being raised by Monty and all. Hell of a guy, but he's a real square. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a total dick. I, I'll be honest, when I got the news, it was a little shocking at first, but I was actually pretty okay with it because that guy is a jerk. Listen, Dad, I don't care why you left me behind. You're here now, and we have a lot to catch up on. There's not a lot of time left. I mean, look at your beard. It's all gray and everything. But that sounds great, Polly. I mean... You want to go down to Tijuana and get a couple horrors and catch a donkey show? You know, I, I did that last week, but absolutely. I, unfortunately, I, I don't think I can I can take off on an international illegal adventure right now. Oh, sure. I, I understand. Get your whole fake news empire to take care of and all. I what are you doing tomorrow at like... 3 a.m. Because I, I usually get up then for a couple hours and drink, but we could just go to the airport and I could drink there. The airport always waters down all their alcohol. I keep probably about four bottles of liquor in my car at all times, too, so we can drink on the way there. We can, you know, mix and match. It'll be fun. Make a grown-up suicide. You really are my son. Oh, Dad. Hey, Jane, Janitor Jim, please report to Quadrant A7. I repeat... Report to Quadrant A7. Here, can you help me with the sawdust? I gotta go clean up some puke in the ladies' room downstairs. No father of mine is going to be scooping puke out of the ladies' room. Or the men's room, for that matter. The budget is pretty tight this year, but I think I can squeeze a little more out of the rock. Dad, what would you say to a promotion? Maybe a few minions for you to command, you know? How does senior janitorial consultant sound with a 4.7% raise over three years? Why, well, I could afford groceries from the gas station with that kind of money. Well, sure, why not? Uh, nothing's too good for my dad. Paul, wrap it up. 
Jeopardy is on soon. If we delay the start again, Alex Trebek is going to come down on us. Hard. You've got it, Leanne. How about a, a hug before I go? Bring her in. You got it, son. Thanks, Dad. Oh, man. It feels so much better than I ever imagined. Oh, Daddy! Daddy! Oh, God. It's like I've never felt love before now. Leanne, why don't you have the producer computer play an ad? This hug might take a second, and I have a $940 a year raise to fund. Aww. Sure, Paul. How sweet! <laughs> Gonna be down here in a minute! It's my daddy! <laughs> producer computer, you on it? Of course. Now I am paying attention to the broadcast at all times. What do you need again? Um, an ad? Yes, of course I need that. From what you said before, music cue ready. Okay. Come back for more fake news in just a minute, folks. Or just fast forward a minute if you don't really care about the ad. Fakest is only as good as the people who make it. If you like the voices you've heard on The Fakest, go support their projects. Projects like Supergirl Radio. Do you like Supergirl and the CW? Then do I have the podcast for you. The two hosts, Morgan Glennon and Rebecca Johnson, give an in-depth analysis of every episode and cover the latest news about the Girl of Steel. Search for them on Apple Podcasts or go to SupergirlRadio.com. Then there's the Geek.io Media Network. They bring you the best geek and pop culture podcasts around. Check out their full slate at geek-io.net. Last but not least, our friends from around the world at TV Podcast Industries, John and Derek, discuss shows like Good Omens, Jessica Jones, the recently deceased Gotham, and recently born Pennyworth. Check out all their shows at tvpodcastindustries.com. And thanks to our cast for helping us last. Okay, if you hit the fast forward 30 seconds button twice, you can stop. The ad is over. Now, back to the show for one more story. In our last story, a former Nickelodeon star is experiencing a familial first. One making her feel less welcome in her community. For more, we turn to Grace Huber Stafford. Grace? Welcome to Wild! Crazy Kids, the show that goes anywhere and does anything to find kids having fun. With your hosts, Annette Gaines, Omar Jeffcoat, and Donnie Gooding. If you're a 90s kid, you probably remember the sports game show Wild and Crazy Kids, which aired on Nickelodeon in 1990-something until it was replaced by an uglier and even more insipid cartoon. When the Wild and Crazy Kids producers were all fired by Nickelodeon when they couldn't find kids having fun anymore, what with the wars, the housing crisis, and dubstep, child star Annette Gaines faded into obscurity. But unlike some actors, she wasn't sent up Snick Creek without a paddle. 
She explains why in this clip from the 1994 Nickelodeon Big Helpathon. If you see some trash on the street, pick it up, unless it's gross. Stop kicking your bubble for up to an hour. The Big Help is about kids getting together to make a big difference. Wild and Crazy Kids host Annette Gaines is even working with a grown-up to help the planet and Nickelodeon. Hi, Big Helpers. I'm here today with my dad, Tom Gaines, to show you how he's helping Nickelodeon save the planet. Dad, what's that you're holding? Oh, uh, you know, Annie. This is my, uh, no biodegradable slime. When Nickelodeon replaces their current slime product with this, they'll reduce their environmental impact by up to 90%. Gosh, Dad, what's in the slime they use now? It's literal toxic waste, dear. Remember how I told you it causes memory loss? Uh, no, uh, I guess you wouldn't, would you? Stick around for more of the big helpathon right after this ad for McDonald's new double-sized Happy Meals with twice the box and twice the fun. Thanks to the buckets of money Annette's father made with his non-toxic GAC, she never had to worry about cash again. She had a new life path. That of Hollywood socialite, rubbing elbows with stars like Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, which is exactly what ripped the kimono off her twisted little existence this week. Lori Laughlin has been arrested. Her children driven from Instagram. Her dog shunned by doggy TMZ. This cabal of wine moms bribing their kids into top schools is tearing apart families and TV show reboots across the country. Check out this former Nickelodeon star Annette Gaines' private Instagram video from the leaked court documents as she tries to convince her son to get in on that sweet and Becky action. No way, Mom. I didn't get the grades. I can just, like go to community college for a year or something, then try again. No son of mine is going to a, oh my God, a community college. No, 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 I'm bribing those officials at the SAT, ACT, and Princeton, whether you'd like it or not. Mom, you can't just bribe somebody. I don't care if it's illegal. We're rich and live in Hollywood. Do I need to show you that special episode I did out on that ranch in Utah back in 1995 where we swung Donnie off that crane? We were freaking Nirvana, man. We were Mormon Nirvana. No one's going to touch us. Gaines amateur bribery, which totaled less than $750, was not nearly enough to land her in Aunt Becky-level shit. In way of punishment, Annette Gaines will be led to the waiting room in the federal prison courthouse, then forced to wait up to five minutes for her limo driver to pick her up and take her to visit Aunt Becky in jail. For the fakers, I'm Grace Huber-Stafford. Shoot, did I make it? Just barely. Good, because I have another big announcement. For the first time ever, the fakest has won an Emmy. Oh, that's great, Paul. I didn't even know they gave those to fictional newscasts. They don't, historically. But since you showed up, we've blurred the line between reality and fiction so much that we're about even with a good chunk of news outlets. Producer computer, send up Brent Arnold. Oh, and tell him it's urgent. Jeopardy's about to start. Oh, he's going to be so excited. He's been working for this for so long. 
What is it? I have a lead on a story that might just involve a free steak dinner. Hey, you did it, kiddo. You won that fucking Emmy you're always bitching about. You can't be serious. Are you serious? I'm seriously serious. Finally, my life's work is validated by a committee of my peers. It's all I've ever wanted. I deserve this. It was the Holly Weird Elite story, wasn't it? They probably ate that shit up. No, no, it was... Oh, hold on, I had it here. There it is. It was for a story called The Last Blockbuster. Um, Paul, that was Ernie McFernie. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Brent. You'll get him next time, buddy. Are you fucking serious right now? I hear what they say about you, you know? But I come here, I do my job, I stay out of the way of your fucking big head. Forget it. You'll get yours, Defoe, one day. Silly guy. Always goofing around. Oh, shit. Trebek is chiming in. We'd better shut this down. From somewhere west of New York City, I've been Paul Defoe. And I'm Leanne Snyder. Our promise to you? We fake it when we make it. Now go out there and have a hell of a night. So whatever happened to Ernie McFernie? The police got him, right? I'm sure they did, Leanne. Don't worry. I think we're finally past the point of having my old mistakes come back to haunt me. And thank goodness for that. The flaming end of the fakest himself. Ah! Elsewhere, in the dark alleyways of somewhere west of New York City, the sharks begin to circle. First, McDonald's reporter Grimace gets orders from on high. The fakest, not this shit again. I don't mean any disrespect. Red Cloud. How the fuck did they find out about the Red Cloud? That's it. I'm cutting out this cancer once and for all. I'm gonna cancel Paul Defoe personally. Maybe his co-anchor too. Wendy, get me Deborah Dawnstar. Meanwhile, Deborah Dawnstar, from her double-wide lair in a secluded trailer park on the outskirts of town, receives some good news. Our promise to you? We fake it when we make it. Now go out there and have a hell of a night. The fakest has no idea what kind of shit storm is coming for him. He makes me so angry I need some lavender oils. Ah, much better. Hello, Deborah Dawnstar Industries. Not to be confused with Dawnstar Essential Spray. Guess what time it is. Really? You're sure? Oh, intuitively. Commence. Operation Devastation. Hey, Ibot, how long will it take to activate my secret network of brainwashed entrepreneurs, the Dawn Star Shooting Stars? Estimated subjects, 73,000 humans. Estimated activation time, 
Proceed, AI bot, and let me know if that asshole Paul Defoe finds out what we're up to. You don't have anything to worry about. He's dumb, even for a human. Also, meanwhile, Ernie McFernie, the shaken son of former Fakus reporter Bernie McFernie, now deceased, plots his own revenge. It was for a story called The Last Blockbuster. Um, Paul, that was Ernie McFernie. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Brent. You'll get him next time, buddy. An Emmy? They got an Emmy for my blockbuster story? A McFernie finally gets an Emmy and it goes to the fakest? Oh, this is the last straw, Paul Defoe. I don't care what kind of fancy security system you have in that gleaming tower. I'm going to find my way into the studio and I'm going to stop you once and for all. For dad and for my Emmy, which really is an honor to receive. And in case you forgot her, Jenny Neighborhood, whose father Dustin Neighborhood was killed by one of Birdman Stan's famed crashes, is hatching her own plans. Come on! We need all the viewers we can get! Well, every little bit helps. Boo-hoo! So the fakest is in trouble. Where? Poor you! <laughs> Just wait until the next newscast, Paul. You'll be sorry you ever looked for a new lunch place. I'm going to drop a bomb. Just you wait. Can Paul survive all-out war with people he's been screwing over since the first episode? Will Leanne be able to stop the threat lingering inside KCOM Studios? Will McDonald's exact their delectable revenge? What sort of gas station groceries will Janitor Jim buy with his extra $18 a week? Tune in to the epic double-sized season finale of the fakest, same fakest time, same fakest channel. Like the show? Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just scribble it all over your bedroom wall. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by following the fakest news. That's fakest with an I. And support the show by buying a bunch of crap at store.thefakest.com. See See you next time. time.